the nine laws of loser real estate agents. That's what we're going to talk about. The nine laws of loser real estate agents. And I've got to say to you, there's a few around. Number one, the first thing is, my friends, is that they're actually interested but not committed. And there is a big distinction between interested in something and committed to it. Interested in something means that you might flirt with it, you might be fascinated by it, you might sort of participate in it, but committed to it means that you will do whatever it takes and there is no point of return, that you're all in. And by the way, the term of um, the point of no return was in fact popularized by that Spanish conqueror in around 1500, 1519, Cortes, who, when he was leading leading uh, the Spaniards and they attacked the uh, the Mexicans, what they actually did is went and hit Mexico to hit the get treasure. And when they got the when they got there, they actually unloaded the boats and they unloaded the animals and all their food. And um, then what they did is they turned around and uh, uh, Cortes yelled out. Is everything off the boats? And when they said yes, he said, burn the boats. Burn the boats. Because what he was doing at that instant, he was saying to people, there is no plan B. We're all in. There is no point of return now. We're either going to win or we're going to die because we can't retreat. So I have to say to you, my friends, in this marketplace, You've got to be committed and all in. And for me, I was looking so forward to to going overseas to Europe. Um, And I have family and and I have a home in Greece. Um, But I just have to say to you, right now is not a time for me to disappear for five weeks. Right now, our inquiry levels are through the roof whether it's online, whether it's face-to-face, whether it's producing content for our gyms, whether it's for our clients in the Gym Plus group, which are getting personalized coaching. Susan, I, Judith, Mick, Sula, we are just under the pump. So, um, and right now, by the way, is a time for you to make a ruckus in real estate. Right now, my friends, is a time for you to actually make noises, be visible, That's what they want. They don't want the agent that disappears. Be in their face. And I've got good news for you. If you're a decent agent that gets results, you're going to be on the shopping list because all of a sudden, the marketplace is looking for the agent that is getting the sold by stickers. You see, last year, everyone got the sold by stickers. Now, all of a sudden, the marketplace is looking for the agent that gets results. And for that, it means that if you're the one that lists, knows how to vendor manage, and then sells them, you're going to be on the shopping list because your sole buyers are going to be your best form of prospecting. So number one, the number one reason why I think agents are losers at the moment, they haven't actually distinguished between the interested and commitment bit to real estate. Number two, listen, I'm not saying you're going to have to go work the crazy hours that many real estate people do. And, you know, the work ethic of Josh Tesselin 
is unprecedented. I mean, the hours the guy puts in, and if you've noticed, he does his auctions on Sunday. So this guy here is working a straight seven days a week. Like, success does leave clues. And not for a moment am I saying that this is the path that you've got to go down. But I am saying that if you're working nine to five or close to those hours, it is unlikely that you're going to have the time to do that what's needed to succeed in the business. And hard work does not guarantee you success. But let me tell you, the absence of hard work means it's unlikely you will be successful. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you what the golden rule for life balance is. And I'm certainly not going to say to you that success in life is winning all the REB awards, being on stage of being number one in your franchise group and having multiple divorces, being unhealthy and having your kids not talk to you. That is not success. That is failure, right? So I do know that whatever area of your life you value, it needs effort, it needs time, it needs energy. But what I am saying to you is that real estate is the highest paid hard work and it is the lowest paid easy work. And with that in mind, if it's the highest paid hard work and it's the lowest paid easy work, you are going to see this big gap between those that are making a million to million and there's plenty of those now, and those that are, you know, barely making $100,000 a year. So you need to factor in that over the next year, you're going to be doing two to three more things that you weren't doing previously. And that requires hours of work, which is time. Let me go through those three things. You're going to have to work buyers better than ever. So you're going to have to block off time to do buyer management. Then every one of your listings is going to need to have hyper vendor management. That takes time. And then you're going to have to list more property because the list to sell ratio is going down. I mean, 100% of listings sold last year. But now, depending on the market that you're in, we're close to 50, 60, some 75. There are some that are still doing 80%. But the bottom line is if you want to make 100 sales this year, you can't list 100 properties. That won't give you 100 sales because the list-to-sell ratio has gone down. You might have to list 120, 130, and that means more work, my friends. Number three, so the number two, which you're, I notice that you're commenting on Facebook, thank you, is working nine to five is for amateurs, right? All the money in real estate is made before nine and after five, okay? Um, number three, the third reason why I think we have losers in real estate is because losers, they personalize things. Listen, don't ever, ever try and compare empathy to sympathy. Empathy is that you actually have feelings. Sympathy is that you're trying to save every possible person, every vendor. You're trying to save price. And let's get real. You can't save price. The market sets the market. At best, an agent can influence the market. So what you need to be doing, my friends, is very, very clear. You've got to start acting and operating with um, 
a Teflon approach, that you are going to be having hard conversations, crucial conversations. And listen, sometimes vendors are going to get upset. And I've got to tell you, I've seen a lot of tension in deals being done with vendors. And I'm not advocating this, but there's a saying, man, if they're not yelling, they're not selling. And what does that basically mean? It means that at some point, they're going to be uncomfortable with the way things are going. And the reason why is that in a market that is a buyer's market, sellers do get upset and buyers are a lot happier. But you're going to need, my friends, to become Teflon. You're going to need to be able to have rejection and failure and just the negative stuff that happens to slide off like Teflon. And Velcro, for me, is when stuff sticks on you. So quality number three, don't personalize. It's just business. Tell the damn truth. Tell the damn truth. And the truth, and I use this beautiful sentence, I might hurt you with the truth, but I'll never comfort you with a lie. Let's move on to number four. The fourth thing, by the way, thank you to everyone that's comedy. I'm trying to focus on getting through this rant in time so I can go to bed at 8.30. Um, I just want to say number four, the fourth reason why agents suffer, and I call it a loser's quality, is that they run their whole life based on feelings, right? Oh, I feel like prospecting today. I feel like calling that vendor today. I feel like going out there and doing door knocking today. I feel like going to the gym today. I feel like having um, a donut today. I feel like having a beer at lunchtime today. I feel like sitting on my ass and doing no work today. My friends, you've got to shift from running a life based on feelings and you've got to move to a philosophy based on process. You might not feel like doing it, but you do it anyway because it's the right thing. Run a principles, values-based life. You do the right thing, not the easy thing. And that, my friend, is pretty much the definition of discipline. Being able to overcome your feelings and do what needs to be done to help you achieve your goals. And it's not till you have your behaviors linked to your intentions that life is going to start becoming magical for you. You see, a lot of people have intentions, but intentions count for nothing. It's your behavior. It's what you do. It's the execution. It's your actions. So what you need to do is have this alignment of your intentions and your behaviors, and that, my friend, is how you achieve your goals, not running your life and actions based on your feelings, but based on your values. Here it goes, says Timmy Hills. Let's move on to number five. The fifth loser quality. The fifth loser quality 
is that they have an external locus of control versus an internal locus of control. An external locus of control, my friends, is someone that seems to participate their energy, their focus on things that are external to their control capabilities. It is an external locus of control. They will worry and ruminate over things such as what their competitor is doing, what Anthony Albanese is doing, what the Reserve Bank is doing with rates. So don't get me wrong. Be aware of it. But don't act and behave in a way that you've got control. Because when you do, when you do, hello, Ann Mole on TikTok, when you do, what happens is you stop putting your energy and focusing on the things that you've got an internal locus of control. And there are so many things that you've got an internal locus of control. Let me give you an example. You can control what you wear. You can control whether you exercise. You can control what time you wake up. You can control how many calls you make each day. You can control whether you choose to do a certain amount of door knocks a month. You can control on whether you're doing vendor reports, set to sell meetings. You can control on whether you're extracting offers from the marketplace and then conveying them to the vendors. You can control having an irresistible, unstoppable listing presentation. You can control how much you're posting on social media and what those posts are. So my friends, you've got so many things. You've got total control over. So the successful people have an internal locus of control, not an external locus of control. And never forget, you can control how many hours you choose to lie in bed and go to sleep. You can control on whether you exercise and you do control what you put into your body. Number six, the sixth reason why some people are absolute losers in our industry is deep down, my friends, they lack belief in themselves. Deep down, my friends, when push comes to shove, when you peel the onion, when you go deep inside, there's fear. There's no conviction. There's no deep belief that they can do it. They actually think, man, is it possible? Am I smart enough? Am I good looking enough? Is my office good enough? Have I got the contacts? It goes on. When you peel the onion and you get to the core of the issue, you find that deep down they're lacking self-belief. And I've got to tell you, it is the biggest problem a salesperson has to overcome, whether they believe that they can succeed and whether they believe when they're going to a listing presentation that they're the best person for that listing presentation. Because if you do believe that, you'll carry yourself with a different form of energy. Number seven, the seventh thing that losers do is they hang out with other losers. So, I mean, realistically, if you choose to hang out with losers, you're a loser. End of story, right? Because you're making that decision. So who's a loser? Who's a loser? A loser is a person that 
firstly blames everyone else but themselves for the situation that they're in. A loser will always look at an external locus of control. Oh, there's no leads coming in. Our boss doesn't advertise. There's no buyers. The other agents are doing it half percent. What's the point? The list goes on and on and on. My friends, hang out with winners. Winners are winning. Winners are busy. Winners don't sit at the back of the office with a cigarette, whinging and complaining. Winners are doing stuff. Losers are actually finding all the reasons why you shouldn't be participating and working hard in the market. And you've got to be very careful with losers because they're often very likable. Thank you, Ali. They're often very likable. Losers are very likable, right? They can actually make you feel really good. Don't worry. Don't stress. It's all good, right? Because what they're sort of saying is, hey, I want you to be like me because if you're not like me, I will feel uncomfortable with myself because you're doing what I should be doing, so I'd rather you not be doing it. That's the problem with losers. They're very seductive. But my friends, listen to me very carefully. Listen to me very carefully. If you hang around with four dickheads, you become the fifth. Don't ever forget it. The eighth reason why people are losers, and this is not just this year in this changing market, but this is all the time, is they don't factor that shit's going to happen, man. Man, be honest. Like, you can go to a listing presentation, you've done work for them before, and you think you're going to get it, and then you get the phone call and they're not going with you. You spend time with a buyer. Three weeks later, after you've had an offer and acceptance, you find out it's not going ahead. Man, factor this stuff in. Banks factor bad debt. Why wouldn't you factor that stuff's going to happen? And that's going to be the leveler, the equaliser of you going from the heights of exhilaration to the depths of depression. I've got to tell you, if a flight takes off from Mascot Airport and heads to my destination on time these days, I'm high-fiving. I've already factored in. Chances are it's going to be late or it's going to be cancelled. I've already factored it in. So I'm not carrying on like the next Qantas passenger sitting there. Oh, what a disaster. Well, mate. Haven't you been reading it? There's COVID getting pilots out of planes. Like on Friday, man, at the Qantas Lounge, the lady said to me, just Qantas Link, which is the regional part of Qantas, they had 10 pilots off with COVID. So, man, I've got to say to you, that's life. You factor these things in. People that get unwell, appointments get cancelled, souls fall through. But you know what? If you factor that in like a bank factors bad debts, life's good because we expected it. And number number nine, the last reason is that they suck at prospecting. They suck at prospecting. Hey, Mark Sully. So Mark Sully doesn't suck at prospecting. I'll tell you one thing about Mark Sully. Mark Sully, my friends, 
he's doing around 100 calls a day. That's why he's selling over 200 properties, I think 250 properties a year. 100 calls a day. That's the price you've got to pay for the rewards, my friend. Hey, Sammy. They suck at prospecting. They sit in the office and they think that people are going to come in and they're going to say, hey, I want to sell my house. Can I sign an agency agreement? Mate, that only works for people that have been in the industry for a while and have built an incredible brand and have repeat, built a repeatable business. For most people, I've got to tell you, particularly those in their first five years of their career, they're reaching out, my friends. They're reaching out. They're interrupting strangers who don't want to talk to them. That's why you've got to be part of our prospecting blitz every Tuesday, 11 o'clock. Susan and I run the prospecting blitz. Why? Because people struggle. They struggle with prospecting for lots of reasons. They don't know who to call. They don't know what to say. They personalize rejection. They don't know how to use a phone. They haven't got data. They don't believe it works. The list goes on. Anyway, my friends, it's 8.27. I want to thank you so much. Those who are watching, we covered the nine laws of loser agents. And guess what? Chances are if you were watching this, you're not a loser. Malcolm Quinn says 8.30 is his bedtime. So is mine. Signing off, my friends. Oh, hang on. Before I go, I really do need to actually say a big thank you to this, my sponsors. My sponsors who are the best companies in the business. Let's go through them. Agent Box, best CRM system, real tear, pre-listing kits, signing on glass, auction now, sell, you name it. Next, before you bid, next, PODM, PODM, best text messaging system and the best way to get consumer reviews on Google and realestate.com. Absolutely love and adore that business. Campaign agent, I have to tell you, if you're struggling getting vendor paid advertising, you just ring up campaign agent, my friends, and you'll see it just gets easier. Secure exchange, a great business to help you get contracts out in time. I think I've covered them all, Susan. Of course, realestate.com, who I've been uh, a support and ambassador there for a long time. Anyway, gang, big shout out to those great companies. Most of you are using them anyway. Signing off.